welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball for Saturday, January 20th. Jake, first off, we do have NFL playoff action starting two games Saturday, Sunday, all those picks over on Dub Club. But you're here for college basketball. There are, I believe, 145 games, if I can uh, you know, count right, I guess. Math I don't know if counting <laughs> It's about, it's also like I use an automated system to bring in games, and so like sometimes it misses one because of rescheduling stuff like that. So I don't know. It's a lot of games. We picked out three that are interesting that we have A grade picks on, and somehow they all three are at the same time slot. Unfortunately, so, you're gonna have to get a second TV. That's exactly, what we're saying. exactly, and and bring out the iPad, tablet, whatever you have as, as well. Um, but you know that's what you got to do on, on a college football Saturday, especially because you know right after these games end, then we flip over to the NFL. Uh, of course, if if you do that, and of course you have those NFL picks over on Dub Club. But the other reason to be on Dub Club, and you can get that free trial there with that link, is the extended cut. We're just going to riff on. I don't know, seven, eight other college basketball games, other big games, other interesting games, plays of the day. We got two side plays of the day and two total plays of the day. When there's 145 games, you can't limit it just to one. And uh, so we'll talk all, all four of those as well. Uh, lots of benefits over on Dub Club team totals, all the cheat sheets, which we'll get another uh, look at one today. Jake, anything to mention before we get started into a long show of discussing college basketball? No, just jump on this our uh, dub club there for the NFL plays because of the way we've been absolutely murdering the NFL. That's worth it alone. Very true, very true. All right, let's start then at 2 p.m. At all the games are at 2 p.m., but here we are, <laughs> Iowa State TCU. Uh, Jake, we took an over with Iowa State and uh, BYU. Was that last Saturday? I can't remember. Might have been during the week. Might have been on Saturday. I don't know. What are days? What is time? Uh, and, and that worked. And, and our logic there was Iowa State, you know, is known for their defense. And the model still says they have the second best defense. An incredible defense. No doubt about that. But the logic there was that the market is treating Iowa State as if they are all defense, no offense, really slow. And they don't play as slow as Houston. And their offense is pretty decent. When you play against a team like TCU, especially at TCU, we talk about the home team can typically control the pace. The faster team has a better chance of speeding up. Iowa State has no problem playing in a higher scoring game, as we saw in that BYU game. Uh, they definitely rely on a really good defense, but the number of possessions should drive some points in this one. We're going to start off with an over here, over 144. Today, great pick, Jake. 144 is the number of the average number of points at a college basketball game. And the, the, the market saying this, again, it just suggests that Iowa State plays slower than we really think they do. And while they obviously have a great defense, uh, TCU's pace alone should counteract that and get this game up a little bit higher. Model thinks it gets into the 150s. Uh, Jake, what's your take on this game? Yeah, look, this is too much is being made of Iowa State's defense efficiency. They're like, and I'm not saying that that number is wrong and they shouldn't get them all that respect. They should. It's their offense is a lot better than people give them credit for. Yeah. And they play a little bit faster than average. They're like, I mean, I know you've got them right there, right around average, but right, they, they play, play a little bit quicker. Uh, and TCU plays lightning quick. Um, the no three balls for TCU scares me just a little bit on this, but I think Iowa State will be more than happy to make up the missing points because they, they're forcing 26% of their opponent's possessions to end in turnovers, um, and like, they're shooting a crazy uh, crazy percentage from the field, like 55 uh 
from inside the arc and they're getting 54 with an effective field goal percentage, they just get a lot of points because they're a very good team. Their defense feeds their offense with that many turnovers. It's going to give you a lot of easy buckets. And TCU, as fast as they play and as aggressive as they are, they get they get downhill, they get to the line, they are making easy buckets. Their three-point percentage is improving, but it's still not great, and they still just don't shoot a ton of them. But, I, I mean, this game being treated as an average scoring game is – kind of a little bit ridiculous to me. I, I was thinking 150 is where this should have be at because I think we're going to get in the, both teams in the mid-70s, and I don't see how this ends up. Like, Because, I mean, this is treating the game like somebody's going to be in the upper 60s, and that's not uh, – that I see both teams getting well into the 70s. Yeah, Iowa State would absolutely play that type of game against Oklahoma State or against, right, you know, UCF. But that's not what we expect against CCU. Again, you never know what's going to happen in one game. If you're new with us, right, you know, we talk this, the, the normal caveats of we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what will happen in one game. We don't know who will get hot and who won't. This game might get to 170, right, if teams get hot. It, it may not – if we had to put the, one of these teams going two for 30 and then going three for 35, right, you know, we don't know the weird outliers. But if we just talk about an average game, what, we, what would be typical from this with normal shooting percentages, um, yeah, treating this like it's going to be average implies the type of game that, that, that Iowa State uh, will play against if it's the right opponent. TCU in TC, you know, in Fort Worth isn't that um, right opponent. And so, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of the same things we said when Iowa State played BYU, that like, man, BYU got a good offense and a good defense and they play fast. There's going to be points. And that's kind of the same thing here, where I talk about the Oklahoma State's, the UCFs. Yeah. It's like, they got a good defense. They don't have a good offense. They're going to play a little yeah, bit. I mean, game. we got that BYU over it, I think, their best three-point shooter got benched. It was a late scratch. Mm. Um, or not benched. I think he was injured. And that, I don't mm. want to imply that, that he did something wrong. But either way, they were missing one of their top offensive guys, and we still got that over because their places aren't given Iowa State enough credit for the pace they want to play at plus how well that offense works. Yep, absolutely. And that'll take us to, uh, again, same time slot, 2 p.m. Eastern. Purdue and Iowa, um, Jake, if we were not talking about this on show, this would be one of the plays of the day. Um, you know, you know, a little side chat with Cousin Totals, and this was the one he was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is the over we've been waiting for all season. Now, 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 now I say that to indicate we really do like this pick. We think it's a strong pick. We do have to remember our principles and that there are no locks in gambling and weird things happen and teams go cold. And we've seen home teams even go cold. I don't think Iowa's going to do that, right? Purdue's defense is very good. It's not Iowa State level. It's not Houston level. It's not Iowa State level. And and when Iowa and Iowa State play, it's like whoever's home puts up like 90 points, right? So like Iowa hosting Iowa State, I feel like we put up like 90 points. Like that's what you think they're going to do here because what Iowa does at home. Now you never know. Anything can happen in one game. So that's why we say we want to make sure we're not putting any more than 5% of our bankroll on any one individual pick. But that said, right, all those caveats aside of let's be responsible with our gambling because 19-year-old kids, anything can happen. The variance is through the roof. Iowa at home scores a lot of points. Iowa, period, gives up a lot of points. Purdue's offense is incredible. And Purdue is very willing to play at a faster pace and score lots of points. They've done it multiple times this year. Arizona is a great example of another team like Iowa who doesn't even have as good of a defense. You know, I wouldn't even have that defense that Arizona does, but Arizona wants to play at that faster pace, and they were perfectly happy trying to score as many points as possible. 
that's what we expect here. Model thinks an average of about 175 points. It's a big number. We're going to go over 165 and a half. Jake, we've talked a lot this year, and our A-grade overs and our A-grade unders both are profitable for the season, and the overs are largely fueled by the fact that the offenses are just better at the top than the defenses. We talk a lot. If you've been with us, you know exactly what I'm going to say. It's the NIL stuff. It's the COVID year of eligibility. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's the, the rule changes. The top offenses are just really hard to stop. Iowa at home, really hard to stop. This is the perfect recipe for a game where – you know, the books just can't make the number high enough. And Jake, the last thing I'll say before I turn it over, we often talk about the difference between a sharp and a square pick is not the pick. It's the number of the pick. There is a number where we wouldn't like this over quite as much. And if this was at 170, we'd say we probably still think over, but we're losing a little bit of value. We want to scale back a little bit. But this is one where this number should be a little bit higher according to the model and according to my eyeballs. This has a this is this is a feel of it. It wouldn't shock me if this got to 180, 190 with these two teams involved. It's the perfect recipe with Purdue playing, period, and Iowa at home uh, for a ton of points. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, if I were to pick one game this this Saturday for a team to be in the score a triple digits, I'd pick this game, and I wouldn't care which side you made me pick because yeah. Iowa at home is ridiculous. They're a totally different team. They score just an absolute ridiculous amount of points. They play at a stupid pace, and they're only going to want to do that more to prevent Edie from being able to lock down the lane because um, they're not they're not as Three point heavy as they typically are, they're not shooting terrible. About thirty five percent, they just they're not just they're just not shooting as many. It's more about getting easy buckets, and th- that doesn't happen when Edie's on the floor. So that you're going to want to move that pace, get his feet moving, bring him out. Uh, that's really how I was going to go. And Purdue is more than happy to play at that pace. They've shown it. They'll play at that pace. They'll play at a slow pace because they can. They're they're an amiibo. They can do just whatever on offense because you can play through Edie or and Edie moves well enough that you can play fast. Uh, they have some guards that can – and they're absolutely shooting the light out of the ball right now, almost 40% from three. They're shooting a ton of them. And when Braden Smith runs that pick and roll with Edie and he's got that little pull-up about free throw line-ish area off the, off the screen, I don't know how you guard that because Edie is a – moving wall at times uh it's this, this is going to be points 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 because what the pace is going to be played at that defense efficiency that uh purdue plays with is a lot of change shots and a lot of layups that people change their minds on because Edie's down there and he, he's seven four um so it's when i was getting him away from the bucket or trying to play in transition that's going to eliminate that. So I don't know that their defense is going to be as good. Uh, Purdue doesn't force a lot of turnovers and Iowa doesn't turn the ball over a lot. So I I don't see um, where the extra easy buckets are going to come for Purdue. So I think that's going to be a lot of transition and Purdue just holding on and probably winning the game, but just holding on for the pace. And I think there's a couple of comments to make about this game. First off, um, viewer, you may be saying, you know, these two teams have already played this year and the game went under. That's absolutely correct. They already played at Purdue in a game that had 155 points, so about 10 less than this. I think that's part of the reason we're getting value on this because that game only had 155, but there's a big difference between Iowa at home and Iowa on the road. We talk about that a lot. Um, So that's kind of the number one thing. 
um, to consider. But the more important thing is that both of these teams have played uh, 27, 28 games, or it should be 17, 18 games, and they've each gone over 13 of them this year. These teams are over machines, and that doesn't mean they'll go over every single game. But because of what happened in the previous matchup, uh, like I said, I think there's a little bit of value on here. I think people are looking at that saying, oh, Iowa's different at home on the road. So that one had 155. we got to bump it up. And I don't think they're bumping it up um, enough uh, for this. These teams haven't played in Iowa in several matchups because of the weirdness of the Big Ten not being able to play home and home. So we don't really have great data on these teams. They didn't play last year in Iowa. They won't play last year in, in West Lafayette. But uh, the last time they did play in Iowa, uh, which was uh, two seasons ago, the game went over in Iowa. And so it, it, it's kind of the same thing there. And, and when you look at the number of points that were scored in that one, we expect more now because, again, the, the offensive efficiency this year is higher than it's been in decades. Um Again, for all the reasons we talk about, rule change, extra eligibility, NIL, keeping some talent, some, some of the closet, some of the fairly talented players in an extra year because, you know, honestly, you know, if you can get paid, you know, a decent amount of money in college and be a stud and, and whatnot, be the big man on campus versus going pro. And, and unless you're a top, top guy sitting the bench playing in the D League, you know, there's some good decisions to make there. So um, a lot of reasons why. You know, you can't really compare it to the one then, but even then that game went over, it didn't get to this number. But but I think all the recipe is there for all the ingredients are there for for this to turn out to be a really high scoring game. It should be an interesting outcome with regards to the spread. The model thinks it's priced pretty well right now, thinks that Purdue wins about 70% of the time and that they should be about seven point favorites. You can see there on screen if you're with us on YouTube, the cheat sheet, which you get each and every day for every single game. If you're with us on the club, you actually get it twice. You get it once the night before, and then once when you run the morning update in case there's any injury changes or, or subtle, just, you know, this change a 10th of a point here and a 10th of a point there type stuff, which tends to happen just because that's how models work. But as you can see, they're the A grade thresholds. Right now, there's really nothing advantageous to the side, but there are a lot of situations where that's not the case and you can get all that information over on Dub Club. Should be a lot of points. Expect someone to get around 90, maybe both teams. And like you said, one or both teams even getting to 100 would be crazy. If this game was like 102 to 95, I'd be like, sure, why not? Like, this is the game for it to happen. Uh, and again, anybody can go gold. Anything can happen. We want to bet responsibly. But uh, of all the picks, this is one of our favorites. The other favorites we'll talk about, of course, will be on the extended cut, our four plays of the day. But otherwise, we'll wrap us up with one more free pick. Northwestern Nebraska, Jake. Sometimes the people just want the hits. You know, it's like you go to a concert and it doesn't matter if you've heard the song a thousand times, you need them to play it again. You just want, and that's what we're going to do here, folks. Nebraska at home. It's a big 10 team at home. I mean, it's really that simple. And here's the thing, the benefit to the model, in my opinion, the biggest benefit. And the reason you should check us out on dub club, see if you like, and I think it can help you out on betting is is sometimes it helps us know what to play, right? In a game we don't know anything about, right? And you know, and then we, we had that on Friday night. We didn't know anything about half these teams playing. And we looked at the model and the model said Quinnipiac was a good pick. And it's like, sure, let's do it. Like we don't know anything about them, <laughs> but it was a good pick, right? Based off the price. So the model can help you there. But but the other way people don't often think about it is it can help you figure out when not to play something, right? When you when you kind of are sitting there. And Jake, I, I'm sure you do this because I do this. I look at it and I go, I'm looking to play like every Big Ten home team. Well, maybe we shouldn't play every one of them. When do we not? And that doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. It's just trying to give you a base point to pivot off of for where 
the number has gone too far. And the benefit of the model here is it's telling us Nebraska minus 140, it's not gone far enough. Fire away, right? It's giving you the green yeah. light. Now, this is Nebraska minus 190. <sighs> you know, it's not too sure, but like there's 145, 144 other games. All the games at 2 p.m. alone, like you could probably do something better with your money. It doesn't mean Nebraska doesn't win. It just means there's variance involved. These are kids. You never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen in sports, especially college basketball, right? Maybe not the smartest best. Minus 140, the model saying, heck, yeah, let's do it. A-grade pick for us. Model says Nebraska wins two out of three times. These two teams are very similar. They're both pretty solid. They're both bubble teams, according to the model, with how talented they are. And I'm not talking about resume, right? I'm not talking about when you lock, it's very resume and you know and, and where you are is different. We talk about that like with Gonzaga, for instance, is a great example of, of my model and all the other models have them around like number 25. That would put you in the tournament based off of talent. Resume-wise, they're on the bubble, right? Or in college football, it was the same thing, right? We we all knew that Georgia was one of the best four teams. Nobody was saying they weren't, but the resume is different from how good you are, right? So these two teams are are, are quality teams. Um but the home court in the Big Twelve and the Big Ten has been outrageous. In the Big Twelve, Nebraska <laughs> um, has been fantastic at home. Um, minus one forty is, is a great investment. And Jake, when we lock this into this out, by the time we've even gone here now in the you know thirty minutes hour long or whatever it took us to get ready for the show, uh, it, it dropped to minus one thirty four. So even better. Um, who knows what it is by the time you watch this? But anywhere in this around minus you know at or below minus one fifty is a Fantastic pick, Jake. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like Northwestern away from home, not not very good. They've got a couple away wins, but they're not against great competitions like team like DePaul and Penn State that are that are just uh, bottom of the barrel right, right now. Um, and Nebraska at home is a totally different animal. I mean, they get beat by Iowa and Rutgers on the road, but. Beat Purdue and IU like at home, like it's. I mean, it's in Michigan State. They've also got Michigan State. I think this game is going to be very important to both these teams because it could be eliminated come tournament time, uh, yeah. because of how how their home road splits are going to be. Uh, because both teams are talented enough to be in there, and I think they're right on the edge. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love Nebraska here. I can't say the the little guy's name. Casey, 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 Tominaga, or however, is just electric. He is just so much fun to watch. And when he is going, he's fun. He's got the attitude. He goes nuts. Um, Northwestern just doesn't like to bring their offense with them on the road. Uh, Boo Booey shows up, and he's an incredible player. But it's just everybody else doesn't doesn't come along with him. And I don't know that he's going to be enough to carry this team on the road over the Nebraska team that just hits. Like I think they shot sixty percent in both the IU and Purdue games at home, and their most two recent home games from beyond the arc. They're the number one shooting team from three in the Big Ten. Despite when they went to Iowa, they shot like three of thirty. It's that home road thing, you know. It, it's wild yeah. how how impactful it is in this conference. It, it really is, and I, I don't know that Northwestern is going to be able to control the pace because that that's how they win games. Is they get that. They get in control of the pace and make you have to be very, very efficient offensively, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think Nebraska is going to control the pace, and it's going to go up and down a little faster than what they want, and there's going to be too many three balls for Northwestern to overcome. Um, of note, Northwestern has won all five meetings 
since COVID came into the world. Uh, they've won. They won the two before that as well in the uh, COVID cutoff season where we didn't have the tournament. Seven straight wins for Northwestern. What I will say about that, um, I, and someone may, you know, I, I don't want to get into the semantics of this, so, if, so I apologize if I'm not saying this correctly, but like, to me, Northwestern is about the same team that they've been those seven matchups. And that's not completely true because Northwestern's had some ups and downs, but on average, this is kind of what they've been. They've been this like borderline tournament team. Can they get in? Can they get not good, not great team around this? Maybe they're a little bit better this year, I, but it, it, in my opinion, it's rounding error, but obviously this is the best Nebraska team in, in quite some time. So I understand what has happened historically uh, with some of these same players, but it's also only some of these players and some of these matchups. And it's just a different world when Nebraska has, um, you know, gotten this good. Um, I, I think they've got a great chance to um, win this one. And like I said, I think a lot of it just to do with home road thing. Um, these two teams, I believe, are a combined 20 and two at home. That's just the way. <laughs> in the big 10 and some of that is playing some cupcakes on the buy games sure but it, it carries in mostly the conference as well so uh, we're taking nebraska here again all about the price at minus 170 play it don't play it too heavy minus 140 or better fantastic value one of the top 30 or 40 plays we think you can have here on um a saturday jake any Parting words before we head over to the extended cut and continue to talk about a bunch of other games. Just just the fact that the home loss for uh, Northwestern to Chicago State is just mind-boggling to me. After game, or two games after beating Purdue, they, they drop a home game to Chicago State. It's just wild and to be fair this is what i mentioned i think in yesterday's show is chicago state like they play hard you know credit to them yeah. but yeah that's still kind of wild like they, they can play hard all they want they shouldn't win at no. northwestern no. uh all right well those are the three free picks again sign up link in the show description to get your free trial and dub club you can watch the extended cut via a link that only those subscribers get otherwise if you're new here or if you had, didn't see it yesterday, check out the new version of the outro slides here. Just some good reminders of the principles and the things that we want to keep in the back of our mind in order to help us be successful sports bettors. Otherwise, again, as always, hopefully we see you on the other side of the music. And if not, we'll see you next week.